Okay. All right. Uh, no idea what episode number this is. Don't really care. We have a guest, as we will do for the next couple of episodes. Holy, good day. So uh, before we introduce you, I just have to get some formalities out of the way. So for the next few weeks, I'm probably going to just post on Thursdays. Uh, number one, because I actually got a job. I am now working full day, um, but this is only for the holidays. Um, but even though when I go back to university, still probably going to post on Thursdays only because I want to do a bit less videos on my own, but more videos with people because it, it is just more interesting, interesting conversation. Um, so that is why I'm probably going to post just once a week so that I can make sure I get some people on the podcast. Bit of a different setup, bit of a different uh, guest today. Um, so let me introduce him. His name is Christian, Christian Mostert. Welcome, Christian. How are you? I'm very well, thank yourself. I'm good. Thank you for being here. It's I do awesome. appreciate it. Um, so, oh, also, forgot to mention something. So, Christian is a day one. He's been supporting us from the start. From I, since, I think from before the start. Yeah, yeah. Since before inception. I think before, you, when you started talking about maybe launching a podcast. I was yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So, you were there. You were supporting. You are still watching faithfully and I do appreciate it. So, thank you very much. Um, Pleasure. Uh, what's your secret? How do you keep watching good friends of yours do a podcast? So Because, uh, of course, you yeah. know me and you, of course, still know Luke who was in the podcast. How do you, like, continue to watch even though you know them closely? Um, it's so, weird. for the long podcast, what I do is normally when I drive, I just put it on and I listen and I laugh yeah. when you guys say the funny stuff because you always do say yeah. funny stuff. And also keeps me up to date with all the news. And I also try to stay up to date. So yeah, yeah. it's a good tool. And yeah. yeah, these shorter episodes are actually very nice because, I mean, you can quickly put it on for your morning commute or so. And it's perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Now I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thank you. It's these kind of, uh, these kind of support that actually keep me going, keep me doing it. Okay. Um, but anyway, nevertheless, mm-hmm. but less about podcast, but more about you. Uh, maybe inform the people, what is your day job? What do you do? What are you passionate about? All right. Etc. So, I'm a technician's apprentice. Technician's apprentice. Ap- apprentice, yes. yes. So, I work for Jaguar Land Rover in Stellenbosch. And basically, I'm learning how to fix cars. Yeah. To sum it up. Um, but it's it's quite technical, I must say. Um, before I started the job, I was a bit hesitant because I know there's like a lot of a st- a stigma around mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I must say, I was pleasantly surprised to see what a technical job it is. And it's really engaging and you learn so much about technology and the way or the direction in which the, in, like, the automotive industry is going. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. Like work on everything, like yeah. from old discoveries, old Range Rovers to the latest and greatest F-types, yeah. um, Range Rover Sport, SVRs, everything. Like it's it's... Yeah. Get a lot of like <laughs> yeah. stimulation as of well. Of course. It's I so much fun. Yeah. So I've I've spoken to a few guys, like especially older guys who also not necessarily are mechanics but are proficient in the art of, you know, making their car um better in terms of mechanics or working on the engine. And it's it's one thing to know how to work on an engine and replace the oil and you know, maybe fiddle with the exhaust if you want um, in an older car. But your modern cars especially are so, like, very mechanical, yes, but very electronic, like a lot of technology. Like, if your 
like let's say your dad was a mechanic and he had to go work on a modern day Land Rover or McLaren or whatever like it's impossible there's so much electronics sort of I wouldn't say in the way it's just part of what the car is so the fact that you work from the old and the new cars like that's actually insane it is very cool so the electronic stuff it's almost nicer well to me it's a lot nicer because it's easy to find what's wrong but also there's a lot more that could go wrong yeah definitely and a lot more expensive yes definitely especially because it's a luxury brand or whatever you want to mm. call it um it is expensive i must say i don't understand why people drive expensive cars anymore yeah the maintenance and everything is so expensive but also understand why because it's so nice it's high-end it's yeah. advanced it's luxurious it's fast new <laughs> new as well yes yeah so what have been some of the probably your favorite cars you've worked on my favorite car from our companies at least is the range of a sport um even the low-end ones are still fast luxurious yeah. comfortable and you feel the power mm. and then you get the five liter v8 supercharged not even the svr the normal yeah like liter, the typical five yeah range five liter v8 supercharged is amazing yeah. i actually prefer it over the svr because the svr is a bit yeah a bit too it's much. crazy it's well and you know you like you sort of have to know what you're doing exactly like <laughs> you know one sniff and your right foot goes a bit harder than the thought when yes. you could be off the road yes so it's like zero to 120 yeah do you get the opportunity to drive these cars yes I do. really yes I do. but like only from like workshop to workspace or like you actually get some yes. road testing in i do get the opportunity to test them on the road every now and then but most of the time it's my uh, journeyman so like my mentor yeah. he normally drives the cars but every now and then he says okay it's your turn yeah i'll go yeah but it's it's not joyriding it's more it's it's to actually to find issues or listen for sounds yeah most of the time we're on the road we listen for sounds we listen for knocking and yeah squeaks yeah. and stuff but it's it's so land rover unfortunately is notorious for its reliability problems and yes. i think especially all the land rovers also yes um which is quite funny. I mean, you can just like name a couple of jokes, but anyway, yes. besides the point, <laughs> um, what is your, what do you find is your, like, let's say your newer modern age Land Rover, so your like Disco Falls, your Discovery Sports, your, you know, whatever, a bit more modern. What would you say is like your, your typical errors or problems or things that you get in the car? So wrong? I would say the, like with the Discovery Falls, you get the lower control on bushes and ball joints. Yeah. They just they just up, go yeah. give up after like hundred and twenty thousand kilometers. They just have to be replaced, and it's quite expensive. Um, the discovery for turbos are notoriously issues, and the engine as well. That could be expensive. Engine and turbos, all of them like they give issues, yeah. and then it's a massive job. It's like you split the ladder chassis from the oh, ladder frame uh, from the chassis. So yeah, it's a big job, and we do them quite often. I won't lie. Hectic. So, like, at the moment, there's two Disco 4s that has been split. Yeah, so, that's, yo, what a long job, actually. It's, like, I would say three, four days. Yeah. You will be working on that. Yeah. So, it's, it's a big undertaking. Yeah. 
It's basically an engine out job kind of thing. Engine out, but engine not out. Because yeah, yeah, yeah because it's still on the ladder frame, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's very convenient, I must say. Yeah. It doesn't take long to split it, and then it's nice and open. So yeah. it's actually nice. Okay, last question about Land Rover. Not yes. really. Um, but if you could have any car of the Land Rover Jaguar range, like, like from... You can even like even cars that aren't new, like your old like your olden Land Rovers. Like if you can have any car from that company, what would it be? Sure. I definitely would take a Jaguar XK RS. A XK RS, really? I've only seen one by us, and it is unbelievably beautiful. The yeah, body sure. kit on it is amazing. Yeah. And I would take it over everything else. Yeah. Just because. It's so aggressive. Yeah. But also 5-liter supercharger V8. Yes. Like the car, like that engine is probably like 20 years old. Yes. And in terms of iteration from iteration to improvement. Yeah. It lasts forever. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone replace one of them. That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> it still makes awesome sound. Yes. Still makes enough power. More than enough. Yeah. And especially on the like Jaguar F-types and everything like that. They... The back end just wants to go. So I remember the... So, we'll speak a bit about the facelifted F-Type now. But the pre-facelifted F-Type. So, well, you're basically yeah. original F-Type. The F-Type R originally came out with rear-wheel drive only. Yes. And then later on, went on to do all-wheel drive. Because the rear-wheel drives just were uncontrollable dangerous. and was dangerous. Yes. The V8s were notoriously dangerous. Like... Yeah. I like your back, end, your back end would just out immediately i drove on once the v8 real real drive. drive oh my word and you are still alive i almost crashed the car you are and still i alive. didn't even i was going around the corner just lightly throttle lightly leaned on the throttle and yeah. the back end just went oh my word my heart yeah 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 you almost died basically i don't care about me dying yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's the car it's the car how sure how many million rand it's like three million rand yeah oh. No, no, the, no okay, like the F-Type, the, the F-Type R now costs 2.5 without any options. Right. So the SVR probably is close to 3, yeah. I guess. The, yeah. Of course, the new one isn't released yet, but yes. we'll very expensive. Okay, now yeah. I sort of I sort yeah. of get that there. Anyway, <laughs> on to more Range Rover, uh, yes. but not necessarily in terms of what you're working at. So one interesting car that has been boggling my mind since I've seen it come out, and I just mentioned it earlier now, yeah. is... Uh, I don't know. I've been trying to sort of find an analogy for it, you know, in terms of like it's it's basically like a like an SUV, you know, going on a midlife crisis and deciding let's like chop my hair off, you know, let's like yeah, I don't know. It's just something happens and mm. there's a massive change and it doesn't really fit. But anyway, Range Rover Evo convertible. Tell me about it. Thoughts. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, simply put, simply put. I worked on one the other day, and I must say, if you get into it with the roof on, yeah, it feels okay. It feels like sort of a normal. normal car. Yeah. As soon as you put the roof down, you feel like you are—I don't know how to describe it—in a cardboard box on wheels. It feels yeah. like that. Yeah. It feels like you are this little thing in this big, like box. Yeah, yeah. It's so uncomfortable. It's—I don't like it. Have you driven it? Yes, and it drives the same as a normal Evoque. Yeah. But I don't see the point. Yeah. Your handling is heavily compromised. Yes. Because now you have, you lost the rigidity because of the roof. Exactly. And I sort of see the point of like you sitting in a box because in a normal convertible, there's a bit more around you. 
Like yeah. normally on the back there's a bit more shielding or yeah. something. And it's also from like a coupe or a sports car sort of form already that the convertible is made. But now you take a SUV which is sort of a high car, exactly. which you sort of sit high in. You're like, yeah, I don't know. It looks very weird. It basically looks like a small cardboard box with your windshield in. Exactly. One thing I do find interesting is the fact that you can go off-roading. Um, yes. So you'll remember that few episodes ago we did uh, what was it like basically your off-road your everyday like yes. your touring car you know one did you go camping with but also drop your kids whatever and you actually were one of the guys who made a suggestion you said the range of evoke the new one the new one especially yes um which is sort of similar to the discovery sport yes sort of similar yeah. anyway you uh picked that car and it actually is a awesome car but expensive for the price range you're going for but very capable Mm. but now like you're going convertible no are you aiming for beverly hills are you aiming i don't know because yeah what's the sort of market i don't know aiming for i don't know where you drive with the top off yeah you drive through town well you want to look it will definitely not be in london where it's raining the whole time i think they sell them there yeah, it probably won't, eh? It's somewhere like, that's why I'm saying like Beverly Hills. Like, it's sort of a status kind of thing. Like, it's a, you know, in, in um, like your typical like teenage movies when we were young. Yes. Every single girl, what did they drive? A Mustang convertible or something strange. Yeah, something convertible, like just convertible show, mini or something. Just to show off who they are. Yeah, for some are. reason, there's always this blonde girl with two like chicks behind it riding around the road for some reason parking you know uh in the convertible mini just didn't make sense but anyway so it's a bit more of a status kind of like i see uh but also not but also not because the price tag yeah okay i think the convertible starts from something like a million rand yeah and the normal one starts from i think 800 800, yeah. yeah so it's a big jump do you pay that much extra to look yeah a little bit more cool yeah yeah like that's even like do you even look more cool that's the thing so i'm just intrigued to like yeah well i was intrigued to ask you about it because of course you work with these kind of cars but i there was a a guy in my street who actually now owns one even his girlfriend i saw them driving and i was just like like what like this is sort of similar to the pt cruiser like it doesn't make sense um nothing about it makes sense yeah it's a two-door suv without a roof yeah uh, like you can't really fit people in the back because it's no, too you uncomfortable can't. you can't go on a road trip because the boot is compromised the boot is a it's, meter deep it's two tons it's way too heavy it has a two liter turbo petrol or diesel of course which is probably powerful enough has no handling characteristics because yeah. it you know it as i mentioned earlier you're like it's yeah. a lot more flexible Body flex. so yeah sort of intrigued by this car but you know, if I had to rate it on a scale, it would be like minus three. Like, yes, <laughs> not very cool at all. Um, but going on to our next car, which is also a, a not you can't call it a convertible because there's no roof to yeah. convert in. It's basically a, a speedster. It's called the McLaren Alva, mm. and uh, maybe we've touched on it in a previous podcast. Can't remember. But this is a similar car to your um, what's it? The Ferrari, the Mon- SP1, the SP2 Monza yeah who else did it I don't know um, else did it. Aston Martin has a V12 oh, yes. speedster and 
Uh, I don't even know. What was it? Bentley? I think they have a Bacalar or something. Yes. Is oh, it yes. sort of a concept kind of car? Yes. Uh, not really mm-hmm. sure. But so what this car is, is there's about 88 examples, if I read it right. Not a lot of them, but this is basically a, a speedster. So there's no windshield and there's no roof. So it's two seats and a car. Like it, it's you're exposed to everything, which I think can probably make for the one of the best driving experiences. Like yes. in terms of drama, theater, visceral, all the elements. Feeling, yeah, feeling all the elements. Yeah, like this is not not going to be a daily driver. No, never. In fact, this is not going to be your only car. If you probably own this car, you will have like a few yachts and maybe like yes. a helicopter and like 15 garages with all your cars, you know. Exactly. So what are your thoughts on this kind of concept of car? Because for some reason these days, they sort of, you know, the, the idea of your speeches are sort of reincarnated because in the 60s and 50s, they also made speeches, which are very cool, especially Ferraris. But what are your yeah? What are your thoughts on this kind of car? I think it's a work of art. Yeah, and they really do put a lot of thought into the design, and it's amazingly light. I know it's like the I think the lightest chassis that McLaren has ever made. I think it's uh, what was it a thousand one? Well, yeah, basically a thousand hundred and fifty kilograms, which is, is two hundred kilograms lighter than the Senna. Which is already a Which, mono, yeah, yeah, yeah. monobody or whatever. By far. Um, so I think they did this as a way of showing off what they can do. Yeah. We are back. Quick interruption. Anyway, McLaren Alva. We were chatting about it. Yes. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. But not, not something you would drive. I don't know. I don't see a lot of people driving it. Maybe on the track every now and then. Do you think it's... Do you think it's really a track car? Because I think no. this car suits canyon driving. Because it's not about the lap times. You'll probably do quick lap times, but it's just uncomfortable to drive around quickly on a track with all the like the wind buffeting everything. But I think canyon driving, you know, going your Stelvia Pass in Italy, the Alps in Switzerland, um, French Riviera. Yeah. Monaco sort of that like those are the kind of scenes that you see yes. this car in. Um not really road driving uh, but in terms of the McLaren Alva the Aston Martin Speedster the Bentley Baccalaure and then the Ferraris which of those do you think you'd prefer? I myself I'm a McLaren fan so I would take the McLaren Alva yeah. but that's purely yeah. because I like what they're doing yeah. um, but the Ferrari is amazing as well yeah. uh, when it came out I was amazed and I thought this is yeah. this is a very cool idea to bring back like old racing car styles. Yeah. And it's I, I promise you people will buy it. Oh I think it's yeah, it's sold. it's sold out, yeah. So I mean that's proof in the pudding. Um, yeah. It's like the McLaren Speedo, but just more More in, niche. More niche. Yeah. What I like about the Ferraris and basically all of these is, like you said, it's a work of art. Yes. Like, it's basically just to show, you know, the brand wants to show, listen, this is what I can do. Yeah. This is what I'm capable of. This is the type of design um, we can actually pull off. And it's, I think there's a lot of more co- customers these days that like their bespoke cars, you know, their yes. one-offs, their limited editions. I think collectors are even more, you know, more of a thing than it ever was. Yeah. So I think... 
it's those kind of people that are aiming at 100% your collectors your guys who will drive it probably once in every 10 years yes keep the mileage low but oh my word so of course we're chatting about this because Top Gear had a yes. road test with it and it looks unbelievable on the road yes the, the, the shape just the presence the presence it has on the road even though it's such a small car yeah um and I definitely drive it with a helmet on. Like it looks yes. so cool, yes. um, and it makes it more comfortable. But yeah, I think it's an awesome car. You know, doesn't make sense. Do we need it? No, but that's why we need it. Yes. Like people love these like stupid, obnoxious, doesn't make sense, doesn't fit in kind of cars. Yes, um, they like it because it's so far out of the norm. Yeah, these, like there's no need for it. So you know it's so why not <laughs> this kind of car, like your speedsters your um ultra fast hyper cars your uh, mercedes-benz you know uh g63 land delay the yes. well yeah basically that the six by six the <laughs> the ford velociraptor from Hennessy, like those kind of cars it's, that you don't need you but don't it's need just it there all, that's it's, why it's cool that's why people like it so much because no one else has it yeah no one else will have it yeah yeah it's so, by yeah. far the biggest kind of bragging right you can it's get. A big flex. That's yeah, yeah. Like, have you seen my car? It has no roof and windshield. <laughs> like, <laughs> you wouldn't think that's a flex, but it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It actually has a flap in front that you know keeps the wind away. Like, yeah, it sounds stupid when you explain it to someone. Imagine you explaining to someone in the bar like what kind of car you drive. Yeah, and someone like, that doesn't know anything about cars. Like, are you this. paid for that? <laughs> yes. Like, you paid what for it? That's stupid. <laughs> um, anyway. I rate that car definitely a, a big thumbs up. It's a big thumbs up from you. So, um, <clears throat> next one, I, of course, wanted to chat about the F-Type, Jaguar Land Rover. The yeah. new one also came out. It's basically a hardcore facelift. I wouldn't say it's a new model. No, definitely uh, just a facelift. Yeah, um, facelift in terms of how it looks. Inside, interior changed a lot. Engines, not really. They actually took away the 3-liter V6 yes. in Europe and Africa. Maybe still it's available in America. I am unsure. Not I sure. I don't think they will put it in. Or we'll see. Because you always have a market for smaller engine. Yeah. Um, because it's a lot cheaper. Like but lot. They will, they're still selling the 2 liter, which was, for the previous iteration of the F-Type, the best selling version. Because it is, it looks fast. It's still an F-Type. And it is fast. But it's a 2 liter. Yes. Yeah. It's, I still like it. The two-liter one is perfectly fine. It's still very capable. Yes, but it doesn't have the... No, 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 no. Definitely uh, not. It doesn't have the sort of like, you know, be uptight because you might die every yes. time you go drive it kind of thing. Um, on the Grand Tour, they had an F-Type two-liter two for like the celebrities to drive around in. Um, about the F-Type two-liter, this was the sort of comparison I made to... Well, uh, yeah, you could compare it to the Mustang. So the Mustang has the 5 liter and also the 2.3, which is in the Focus RS. Yes. And you might think like, why would I like, like Mustang, nostalgia, 5 liter. Why on earth would you want a 2.3 liter? And well, to be honest, in terms of performance, it's not far off because the 5 liter is a big lump of... Cast iron. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's very lackluster. That's why it's the cheapest V8 you could buy new on the market. And but that 2.3, the EcoBoost engine again on the other side is nippy. It's quick. It has the performance in the Focus RS. Like, just goes to show what kind of good engine that is. It's a much newer kind of design. So similar to what F-Type 
what Jaguar is going on with the F-Type. You have your 5-liter, which is your your beast, you know, yes. your monster, your mad one, the, like, yes. you know, the one who's just crazy the whole time, who just likes tire smoke and who likes sound and, oh, my word, doesn't make a good sound. Yes. And, uh, yeah, love the 5-liter supercharged V8, very old engine, still produces a lot of power. Yes. In the current or if that or which is now called the P five seven five or something. Yeah, something strange. Yeah, five liter V eight supercharged, four hundred twenty three kilowatt, seven hundred newton meters. This is what the t- power figures you'll find in a E sixty three or a, like, yes. you know, uh, what do you call it? Like a GT or Mercedes. Yes. Um, so I'll come to price later, but then also you have your two liter, which yes. is on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. But still a appealing choice. Like, yeah, still a good-looking car. I think your older folk are sometimes more. They will definitely go for the two. They liter. are more attracted to the two-liter because it's not the sort of raw, like, it's not the raucous kind of visceral vibe that the F-type five-liter gives off. But yes. they don't need it. They don't want it. They want elegance. They want sleek. Mm. They want, you know, powerful enough, but not something that will bite my head off because I'm seventy. You know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's what it caters to. Yeah. Definitely. It caters to the people, the older crowd. The folk, yeah. And also the people that want to drive a sports car, but they don't necessarily have the driving capabilities to handle a 5 liter V8 supercharged because yeah, I can assure you... That's the you, thing. You need driving capabilities. You need to be, like, you need to be trained. You need to be open, yeah. Otherwise, you will, like we saw with that F-Type, SVR was it in Cape Town? Yes. That got planted into a coffee shop. Yeah. Anyways. I remember that. I, I it was basically just hanging like on a bush or something, wasn't yes. this? Just before a coffee shop. That was I'll try and find the image and put it up. It should be stuff. funny. But uh, in terms of F type, I really think the three liter was the perfect middleman. Yes, definitely. Like not too hot, not too cold. And it still made an awesome noise. Yes, it did. Still which is amazing you know slight pops and bangs so i'm not totally sure why they retracted it out of the model line or the product line rather mm. uh, yeah i don't know maybe it just didn't fit the markets you know jaguar maybe isn't in the best financial position and Definitely we know that not. so maybe they were like okay let's make some model cuts you know i think with especially with jaguar they are struggling to find the market because obviously land Rover is dominating with the SUVs yeah, and then the Jaguars are struggling to kind of fit in because I don't know I don't know anyone that drives a Jaguar yeah. um, sedan yeah why would you drive an SE, a XE if you can drive a th- like a 3 series you know exactly so it's it's obviously just so you can say you drive a Jaguar but I mean but it's not even that kind of big of a deal these days like, exactly you know 20 years ago driving Jaguar ooh exotic yeah. you know these exactly. days it's like oh yeah okay so, yeah, I don't know. It's, Maybe it's a bit of a, you know, a brand identity crisis. I think it is. I think they are trying to cater for people that don't exist. Because this, the, the supercars are fun, but so few people in South Africa can afford them. That's yeah. why we have almost no F-types in yeah. South Africa. We, we do have, but I mean, not yeah, yeah. like other countries. If you see it, it's like, oh, wow, F-type. Don't see that often. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... They, the facelift. I don't know who's gonna buy it 
because the people that wanted to buy the f-type they already bought it mm-hmm. or they will buy the previous one yeah. i think it's going to be a very niche market yeah and maybe the question is also to ask did the new facelift at f-type facelift enough to sort of put buyers heads off the old one old one if you want to put it that way because old one is still stunning yes. uh, which one do you prefer in terms of looks by the way I think the new one adds a bit more spiciness. I think it's, it's low slung, like ready to bounce. More kinda. aggressive. I like the look, yeah. It's going back to Jaguar aggression, like what it's supposed to be. Mm. Um, but the old one, don't take, don't, don't get me wrong, the old one is also beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But this still. one's just a bit more aggressive. Yeah. Like a RS package almost, but not as hardcore. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, I think both look very good, like mm. very stylish, and will probably be timeless. Like yes. it, that's the just the kind of cars the Jaguar design. Um, so I still like the old one. We'll probably go for like a low mileage, older five or older three liter. Yes, because it's just it didn't change so much. I think mm. in terms of looking at reviews, the F Type got a bit grown up. Yes. So in terms of sound. It's the five liter, especially, is not as raucous yes. as the previous one was. The previous one was just pops and bangs here the and there. Time, yeah. Everything was just going on all the time. But now it's actually much more. Uh, I don't know if subdued is the right word, but it's like slightly toned down. It, it is toned down. And definitely. I think, I think that's Jaguar trying to pin the F type, like like pinning the donkey, like putting it in the right market. Yes. Because I was, as you said. It is an older buyer buying the F-Type. And this Most is the SVR, yes. then you'll probably be 27 with a lot of money. Yes. Like that's the kind of market. So yeah. maybe the more subdued, grown-up, sophisticated kind of vibe is what they're trying to reach for. Yeah. So that they can actually head into a market that will buy the cars. Get a few more people that live in a normal neighborhood where you can't cold start your 5-liter V8 supercharged and yeah. wake up everyone. Your dad won't be nice, you know? No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we we're too young to think about that. Yes. Yeah, like we still have to. Well, we still have to have neighbors complaining. There was a guy that bought. He was, I think, twenty six years old. Yeah. He bought a Range Rover Sport SVR the other day. Twenty six. Twenty six. Oh my word! Walked in with shorts and slip slops. Yeah, yeah. Said, "Listen, do you have a SVR?" And I said, "Yeah, we do." And walked out same day with the car. That is crazy. That just shows you they are rich people among us <laughs> yeah definitely and i think in stellenbosch where we live especially yes it's we have some of the like it's probably like per square kilometer some of the most highest congested like very high congested number of rich people yes. <laughs> if you want to put it that way yes um so we definitely have the money here but as we talk about the f-type we need to talk about two other cars which are very much in the line of competition yes so the first one is the amg gts so facelifted since 2019 with the Panamericana grill. Like I love it. In terms of looks and what it, it's trying to achieve, it's very similar to the F-Type, yes. but also not. also not. It's more Grand Tourer, less sports car. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's your... I don't know, that's what I feel. It's your canyon driving car. It's Yeah, but you can also go long road. Exactly. Like, you know, just Comfortable enough it. to go long road and then... Powerful enough. Nippy and yeah. crazy enough to do some fun canyon yeah. driving. 
Now, I must disclose, well, disclaim rather, the fact that we are only talking about the F-Type R. Because in terms of pricing, your F-Type R is about 2.5, 2.6 million starting without any specs. Now, of course, your 2 liter is a lot less expensive yeah. than that. But the AMG GTS is very similar in pricing. Also about 2.5, slightly less expensive, but of course, without specs. So that does um, uh, have an influence. But your Mercedes are known to have a bit better technology yes interior technology than the jaguars and the land rovers but very similar cars in terms of engines both are v8s yes. uh f-types probably a bit older yes. but definitely more power in the f-type 423 kilowatts 700 newton meter torque whereas the mercedes has 384 kilowatts 630 newton meters not a big difference in performance let's be honest yes i think that amg will probably be a bit um less uh what do you call it like a bit less weight it will weigh a bit less yes. um in terms of looks uh i'm very like torn i can't really decide which one i prefer i'm just so attracted to the mgt yeah it's a it is a beautiful car yeah um and i do know that with the mercedes you will have more options yeah um the f-types you don't oh, yeah 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 many options to personalize it because i know if you have that kind of money you can personalize it as well yeah yeah, yeah. you won't be like oh two, you know 2.6 oh that's too expensive you know oh, yeah. 2. 8, no like you'll yeah you'll, you'll, go, for, for cento, you'll go for the nicer the alcantara seats alcantara the carbon seats. fiber splitter or you know whatever the nice paint on the outside yeah, yeah, yeah. like a yeah. metallic flake kind of thing yeah. Yeah. yeah so in terms of spec of course there will be Yes. But in terms of these two, like the MG GTS is definitely, and I, in terms of sales figures, I have no idea. Neither but it's I. definitely straight up competition with the F type. Definitely. And now that you're saying like Jaguar is a bit of identity crisis, they don't know where they fit in. The F types on selling, um, and AMG GT is still very much like the fact that they even made like six or seven iterations, how many ever of the GT, mm. just goes to show that that car sells. Mm. It must sell. I don't yeah. know. I, I've only seen one or two on the roads in South Africa. So I can't say if there's many that sold or not. Yeah. Um, but it, they're either taking money from other other cars that have sold or they are, in fact, selling a lot of them. Yeah. But it is a beautiful car. Yeah. Like, and I, it sounds insane. Sounds insane. The amazing engine of, like, this engine especially uh, is used in your Aston Martin Vantage. You yes. Know? It's used in across the range of the AMGs so it's proven yes and the interior is also amazing oh amazing the digital dash the digital everything yeah. because everything just goes all the way around the yeah so about 25 years ago when I was in a trick I uh, actually so I drove in with uh, AMG GTS not driving it so yeah. the owner drove it but the interior was unbelievable because you sit so low in your seat mm. Un, like awesome materials around the Alcantara leather and everything then you have this like you know what do you call this like center, center cockpit center, center console. console yeah then you have this like center console just riding through with all the buttons shaped in like a V8 form mm. whereas in the F-Type it's a bit like it's like a fighter jet it, like it's, it's the F-Type is actually very appealing in terms of it's very driver focused mm. when I get into F-Type I feel like I'm getting into a plane yeah because the steering wheel's <clears throat> right in front of like almost yeah, on it's, outside. yeah 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 um, all the buttons are or some buttons on the steering wheel just a few are here on the side it's very 
when you look at the buttons and switches and stuff, it looks like a plane. Yeah. And with the vents that pop open and all that stuff, it's uh, it's cool interior. Yeah. But if you're going for the more modern look, Mercedes. Definitely. Yeah. The more yeah. digital. So <clears throat> there's really nothing to split it to. It. I think it just comes down to preference. Of course, none of us have driven the AMG, AMG yeah. GTS. I've driven in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have driven an F-Type probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can probably vouch which one will be better than that you drive a GTS. But for me, it would be definitely be <coughs> the Mercedes. I don't know. Just there's something so sexy about that car. I'll have to drive it. Yeah. So, bit split between those two. But then there's another car that also comes into the works. And it's the 911 Carrera S. Especially the new one. Yeah. So, a lot less expensive. At yeah. 1.7, it starts. But you can't take this car out of the equation. Like, even though in terms of pricing, it's not the same. People often choose Guerrero S above the F-Type. Yes. Because of it's the best sports car in the world. Like, let's be honest, there is no other better sports car than the 911. Yeah. The Guerrero S, the engine, um, of course, used throughout the range. Very capable, about 331 kilowatt. But it's quicker from 0 to 100 than both of these two by 0.2, 0.3 of a second. Yeah, it's unbelievably quick. And the interior is awesome. unbelievable. The yeah. screens, the leather, um, Porsches do that kind of ergonomics right. Yeah, they do. But yeah, what's your opinion about Carreras? I'm not much of a Porsche fan, okay. I'm honest with you. I know yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know no, you are. I'm so, very so much I don't want to yeah. insult you or anything. No, 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 please do. But That's it why is a brilliant car. I feel like they definitely took a step in the right direction with changing the, the tail lights. Oh yeah! Oh my word! So it looks aggressive. It looks so futuristic. I love um, it. I would have liked to see a slight change up in the front. Okay. Something with the taillights, perhaps. <coughs> but the taillights also iconic, so uh, yeah. they can leave it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but it was a beautiful car, and I would love to drive it. Yeah. Um, just experience it. Yeah. Um, and if I had that type of money, I'm. Might buy it. It's not a lot of money. Like yeah. if you look at other sports cars, it's. I mean, it's it's so it's seven hundred thousand rand, eight hundred thousand rand less expensive than the F Type and the GTS. Yes. If you even go down to the normal AMG GT, which is two point two, it's like still, still five hundred thousand rand more expensive, mm. and you can put on a lot of spec on the Carrera S then yes, to can. make it such an appealing prospect. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that the Carrera is like the Carrera is specifically is it such a like good point in the market? Like you can't miss perfect, it, and it just all-rounder. it just creates problems for the GT and the F Type. Like as you said, it is perfect all rounder, even more so than previous generations. Yeah, very comfortable. I remember the first road test. You probably would also have seen those on YouTube. Mm. So which occurred like last year already. The first road test in the Carrera GTS, uh, the Carrera A, sorry, um, they even compared it to like a 901 generation, two yeah. generations prior, like the turbo. Yes. Like that's the kind of power it had. Of course, it is a twin turbo engine, still a flat six. Yes, Sound may not be there, of, you know, yeah, as it usually was, but it's so quick, it's so competent, and it crushes miles. Yeah. So, I, yeah. It, it looks like the perfect car for. <laughs> driving to work every day driving over the weekends in canyons going taking it to the track everything because it's it can literally do it anything it can do everything yeah 
And I mean, that's what Porsche has nailed. Yeah. Like, they definitely hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And, and some people, you know, you might start complaining, like in terms of 9-11, some people are like, oh, it's so vanilla, you know. Mm. It's so like, what's right. special about mm. it? But the thing is, looking at the market of the people, the sort of, you know, demographic of people who will buy these cars, mm. they're not looking for something that's broken or has character, that, you know, so to say. Not, yeah. not necessarily, like, maybe character is not the right word. Something but in terms of what the top cars do the career does and in some spaces even better yeah, you can take it to the track you can drive it on the road you could do anything with it and you'd be like yeah okay where's the character you know whatever <laughs> but i don't know it just it's so 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 good mm. so capable you know if Highly capable. if i'd be okay let's put it this way if you'd be in the market for any of these cars okay like money no like forget 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 money Okay, you know the Carrera is cheaper, but forget it for now. If you'd be in the market for any of these, like, look at you now, like, do some introspection about what you want in a car, and then ask yourself, like, what is more fitting for you? Honestly, the Mercedes. The Mercedes. Yeah. Why would you say that? Because it's almost ahead of its time, with regards to technology and everything. So it's going to be... In 10 years' time, it's still going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, whereas the F-Type, it's already, what, seven years old, the design technically. And then the engine is 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong, the Porsche is amazing. Um, I just don't think it stands out enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I do agree. I do agree. Massive Porsche fan. With the Mercedes, you will definitely stand out because yeah. it is such a... Like, a yeah amazing looking car yeah and you what, so which one will I, you choose of course i'm a big mercedes and porsche fan but in terms of what i experienced when i drove well didn't drive like drove in the mercedes amg gts the pre-facelifted one so the color was solar beam yellow now it oh, costs it, oh, it's basically a triple layer yellow it's such a deep yet metallic fleck kind of light yeah mm. it's awesome um but it costs 140,000 Rand for the color only. Oh but anyway, that car spec was amazing. Napa leather and Alcantara on the inside. Yep. Carbon fiber inside and outside around the exhaust side sills. Um, awesome color. Had the wing also. Oh. So yeah, yeah, that small like black oh. one. So I'll definitely go for the GT just because of... I think it just does more for me at the moment. Like if I had to sit in any one of these, and that will get my heart rate going the most. Yeah. In terms of how you sit, like how low you probably sit all low. And I have driven in a portion. Yes, you probably all you very you do sit low. Sorry, I'm rambling. Um, but not as low. <laughs> not of course not as low. But also just the interior and how it looks inside and mm. the V8 rumble. That's yes. the thing I think that just kills it above the Porsche. Yes. You know, if this had to have a flat six, like a GT3. Yes. Okay, With that's a flat exhaust. six, but yeah, oh Straight my word. You know, if we had to go decide between like a GT3 and like a AMG GT or Pro or something, another battle. Yes. Another battle. But I'd probably also go GT. It's just the bit more appealing. It's so yes. like, I don't know, you know. It's, oh, it's, it just does it for me. I've seen people drive it on track and it just looks like a monster. Yeah. And also... Yo, you see it on the road and it has this amazing presence. Like, do you think 
I almost broke my neck driving for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah, and the Porsche, like, it's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, but like, cool, nice it's, Porsche, bro. It's not always <laughs> a EIA turner. Yeah. So with the Porsche, it is probably a bit more capable in terms of handling than any of these two cars. Yes. But it just goes, it's about what do you want in the car? Like, what are you looking for? Yeah. Are you looking for Grand Touring? Are you looking for capability? Are you looking for, you know, something to do everything? Maximum If you want to have a Grand Tour or something to go long road, both of the F-Type and the GT is front-engine mm-hmm. cars, whereas yes. the Carrera is mid-engine. Yeah. Oh, sorry, rear-engine. Rear yeah. Meaning you only have the front boot, which is definitely smaller than yeah. both of the other two's mm. boots. The F-Type's boots is quite large i must say i wasn't expecting it to be so large but, but it's, it's, it's basically also it's like a hatchback opening yes it's not a it's not like a typical sedan boot yes so it's big it's massive yes. similar with the amg uh amg gts and that's what i think also makes it appealing if you have to go practical yes you know but, but it's probably a why do you go practical hey, we are doing like we this. are doing consumer advice yes we are doing consumer Definitely. advice no but in terms of so i spoke to the guy who owned the car the gts and he also he sold it now unfortunately but he was on the verge of selling it just just after we um went on the matric farewell thing um because he just said yeah okay his wife doesn't like it but he doesn't drive it nearly as much to sort of make it useful yeah. uh, to you know to sort justify of, having to justify having it yes because it is very expensive to about there's of insurance and probably expensive on fuel and you know maintenance and servicing those kind of things and i think you know in all fairness you can definitely have it as a daily driver if yes. you're mad enough but you won't you could but you shouldn't you could but you shouldn't like let's be honest you're probably going to have something like a gle or, yes, or you know some something sensible like a c-class i don't know yeah if you're going for luxury or c-class yeah, yeah, yeah so that, that like xe even if you are going for something yes. different um but he was just like like it is a grand tour but he doesn't use it enough so if you do buy one of these cars like you don't have to drive it daily but make just sure, go on road trips make go sure on, you're gonna use it you know drive from Stellenbosch to Kleinmont, you know mm. along the uh, the mountain roads you know uh, Clarence Drive yes. so just just go for it use it because that's what it like actually that, that's what boggles my brain like do you not think about this before you buy an expensive yeah. car like this yeah I mean when I'm looking at cars I'm like I know exactly I'm gonna use this every day or I'm gonna use it on weekends go for drives it doesn't always work out like that and that's why people sell cars like sell these nice cars um, because it doesn't always work out the way you want to but yeah I feel like if you spend that kind of money, you're going to make the effort to drive it. Yeah. If you really want to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Christian, thank you. We have uh, reached our time limit. Uh, I want to thank you for joining. That was a very good chat. <laughs> thank I enjoyed you for it. having me. It was, I enjoyed it, was it thoroughly. Um, any last piece of advice, you know, around anything, F-types, consumer advice, uh, bushings, uh, anything, any last piece of advice you want to tell My advice would be... Um, Change your oil according to your service intervals, please. Um, Change your oil according to your service intervals. We okay. had an issue with a car that didn't do it, or a customer that didn't do it, and we almost replaced the engine. So, please. There we go. Please. It's the small things that make the big difference. Yes. Okay. There we go. All right, but can do you remember the, the final mantra? Rather, rather love cars because it's... 
safer than drugs, right? Oh, cheaper than cheaper drugs. Than drugs. Uh, it's, it's a very loving cause and cheap. Anyway, yeah. hope you have a good one. Cheers. Bye.